Welcome back, everybody, into the courtroom of current events on Peter's Proffer. Today, we are going to be diving into cybersecurity. We have probably the foremost expert in the Tampa Bay area with us. You'll hear from him. We're going to talk about phishing schemes, whaling schemes, all sorts of ways people are trying to steal your money these days on the internet. So sit back, relax, listen up. If you own a business, show this to your employees. If you are an employee, take a listen to this because you can learn a lot. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating if you have a minute. If you have questions for us, shoot us an email, petertragos at greeklaw.com, at tragoslaw on all social media platforms. We'd love to hit on topics you guys want to hear about. All right, so we're in here with Stu Showerman, who is the CEO of a company called Know Before. That's K-N-O-W-B-E and the number four. They are a cybersecurity company. They're one of the fastest growing companies in Tampa Bay, and they're one of the best companies to work for. I see that all over the website, and I see that everywhere, that it's one of the best companies to work for. Stu is the guy on cybersecurity probably in the world, so we're lucky to have him. The only reason he's here is because we happen to know him. He happens to own some buildings in the area, be one of our neighbors. So we're really pumped to have him here with us today. And we're going to talk about cybersecurity. So Stu, why don't you start out just by telling us a little bit about what cybersecurity is and what the cyber crimes are that you fight against. Cybersecurity is quite a wide range of all kinds of things that the bad guys are doing. Uh, The one thing that they use the most to get into your network is something called social engineering and that is manipulating an employee to do something against their own interest or against the best interest of the organization and that's what we fight against right and so no before's mission statement is actually enabling your employees to make smarter security decisions every day that's correct and so we've been a part of a couple uh, class action lawsuits where that's exactly what happens. Somebody sends an email to some employee, even a lower level employee or an admin assistant that has access to certain uh, documents and they just send them out without even thinking about it. Yep. So let's talk about what what is a phishing and whaling scheme? What is the difference? How do you define them? Okay, um, let's define our terms here for just a second. Um, spam is just the email advertising. It's annoying, but it isn't malicious. Next level up is phishing. Phishing is trying to make you do something like click on a link or open up uh, an infected attachment. Um, The level up from there is called spear phishing. The spear phishing attack you find in your inbox, now the bad guys have been doing some research and they know who you are and they have something personal in that email that they know about you so it looks much more real and then whaling is kind of one level up from that in the sense that they're going after the CEO in a particular organization with lots of detail and they're usually going for large amounts so those are your four levels of cyber attacks through email and what are the cyber criminals actually looking to get when they send these emails it depends on who you're dealing with. There's a whole ecosystem of cybercrime. Uh, you have your um, script kitty is what we call them. That's a teenager in their mom's basement trying to be a cybercriminal. Right. And it goes up from there 
through organized cybercrime to um, state-sponsored hackers that are very, very good. And now you're talking Russia, China, Korea, North Korea, Iran. So what do you tell the employees to look out for specifically? What are some of the pitfalls that they fall into when somebody sends them a, an email phishing for some information? Essentially, what the employee needs to do is they need to think before they click. <laughs> and, uh, and that is often not the case. So um, even if it is a link in an email or an attachment they didn't ask for, or they click on an ad on a website that is potentially corrupted or compromised. Those are the things that employees need to be trained on so that, so that they don't do that. Right. So we also, so we have a title company and I remember in the title training class for the title agent, they tell us that people sometimes send emails saying, hey, I lost the tracking number or I lost the, the bank number, the wire instructions, can you resend it? And they're sending it from some other email how do the cyber criminals get into those avenues? Like, how do they find out that a deal is going down and that they even can, e or do they just shoot it across wide ranges and they hope a couple of them hit? How this works is that um, bad guys send massive amounts of phishing emails to realtors and title companies. Those phishing emails are. Uh, there's a FedEx package that we couldn't deliver. Please yeah. log in. And essentially, this is what we call in our world a credentials fish. They steal someone's username and password. Once they have that username and password, they go into their email. And they sit there and monitor for months, if necessary, until they see, aha, a transaction is going down. And then just at the right moment, they send an email like it comes from the other party with, yes, please transfer 300 grand. Um, yeah. Note, we have recently changed our bank and please send it to this account. Right. Thank you very much. Please do this today. And, you know, and that's where people get robbed, uh, often hundreds of thousands or millions Right. So uh, what businesses or companies are most affected by this? You know, you, you would think that there might be more um, kind of specific targets, but that's not true. Everyone is a target. Every organization, whether you're only maybe 10 or 15 people, if you have a few hundred grand of working capital in your bank accounts, you're a target. Mm -hmm. So don't think that you're too small to be... Um, you know, to be under the radar of the bad guys. That is not the case. And some of our cases even deal with uh, talking about being so small is people's W-2 information just so they can file false tax returns or open up a credit card in somebody's name and stuff like that, not even getting, you know, wired hundreds of thousands of dollars, but just to get that personal information of somebody to then use it. And the research, I guess, showed for, on our part that we were using in our case that sometimes they're so smart that they wait five or seven years because they know once the company gets sued they're going to set up three or four years of credit monitoring and all this stuff but they'll just store this information and use it so far in advance yeah what you have to realize is that all americans personal information has been hacked uh, the bad guys know exactly who you are wh where you live um, they have your social they have your credit card info um, and with a bit of bad luck, they have your health information. 
So any email that gets in your inbox, you need to look at with a healthy level of skepticism because is this real or not? Is this, is this fake? Now, W-2s, um, their tax season, um, the bad guys go into, they spoof, which is fake, um, the CEO, and they ask, gosh, I need a list of all W-2s um, for, you know, whatever reason they come up with something that right. is reasonable. Um, and then the bad guys have a list of all the employees' W-2s. Immediately what they do is they file a fake tax return. And with those fake tax returns, they get immediate cash back. So any employee needs to be smart and file their own tax return rather sooner than later because maybe someone else has already done it. Right. And the it bad guys. Flagged. Yeah. Yeah, and it gets flat. And you know, one of the crazy parts throughout all of our cases that blows my mind is when they talk about, so we have to prove that whatever happened to our client or the employees or whoever got affected by the data breach, that this was the only spot that their data could have been breached, which is actually impossible because of what you're saying. Everybody's information's already out there. So, you know, the defense attorneys are saying, well, how do you know it didn't get breached when you went to Target and used your credit card or when you went to the gas station and they yep. stole your credit card mm -hmm. number because your data is just getting stolen left and right the way things work today? It is. How does social media and social networking kind of intertwine with this? If someone leaves too much personal or organizational information on social media, it makes it very easy for the bad guys to craft very focused emails that look totally real, which then cause that person to fall for that social engineering right. attack, which in turn, for instance, compromises their username and password for their email. Once you're email has been compromised the bad guys can do pretty much what they want and it depends on who you are in the organization if you are in accounting or in HR you're a high-risk target and that's where most of the data breaches and legal problems occur right so I mean it just basically makes it easier for your social information to get out there or for your personal information to get out there when all of it's out on social media already for these people to to get for free without even having to fish or write these emails out to wherever it is that you work yeah hackers go uh, for the low-hanging fruit and in this particular case low-hanging fruit is an employee who they can easily trick and if you leave a lot of information on social media it makes it that much harder to get tricked so when kind of flipping through your book and just so everybody all the listeners know cyber heist is Stu's book that he wrote um, a little while back and you have a, an entire chapter kind of dedicated to the numbers and the shocking statistics with cyber crimes and and these phishing type scandals what what is causing this to get I guess, do you think it's getting better or worse? Because some people think it was easier to do back in the day when people didn't have companies like yours that fight against this stuff and they were always five steps ahead of the good guys. The bad guys were always five steps ahead of the good guys. So do you think it's getting better or do you think it's just getting worse with more social media, more people trying to do this shady stuff on the internet? You have to look at it from a very pragmatic 
perspective. Bad guys used to drag someone in an alley and hit them over the head and then roll their wallet. Right. Um, there, there's a risk that somebody's going to fight back, right? On the internet, that's no longer a risk. Moreover, in certain countries, it isn't even illegal to hack someone on the internet. You'd be surprised. Yeah. But, for instance, in Ukraine, it's not illegal to hack outside of the country. So you have organized cybercrime that do this for a living. They make tons of money. And um, this is what the problem is. So this, this is starting to become an issue that's on everybody's radar, but the solution is not that easy. So I'm predicting it's going to get worse before it will get better. And from no before's perspective, do you guys think it starts with the employees and training of the employees is really the best way to kind of get this under control? You have to have something called defense in depth. Okay. And defense in depth starts with your 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 computers, your network, your firewalls, and everything you need to have in place to protect your infrastructure. However, you also need a layer that we call the human firewall on top of everything else. And that means you need to train your employees to become that last line of defense. Because even if you have all that software or even hardware to protect it, if you have the employee that can break through it all anyways, and they drop the ball, then all the stuff you have on your computer protecting it doesn't matter. Exactly. Moreover, somewhere between 10 or 15% of the malicious emails make it through all the filters into your employee's inbox. So you really, really need that human firewall on top of everything else that you are already doing. Right. Okay. So what would you tell people that, that have businesses, I guess, is the first step to kind of just becoming aware about the cybersecurity problem? I would send a simulated phishing attack to all employees. That gets you, and no before provides that for free, by the way. Mm-hmm. Here's my 10-second plug. Absolutely. Take um, more than 10 seconds. Yes. The, um, if you go to the No Before website, there is this thing called a phishing security test. You can do that for free. You can send a simulated phishing attack to all your employees. Um, you do that, and then you have um, a holy moly moment <laughs> where you um, have you know face plant and go seven. Well, actually, um, the average over all U.S. organizations is 27% of employees click on that initial baseline test, and that is a catalyst that you can use. With if this would have been the bad guys. Um, we would have been owned. They would be in our network. Yeah. So that's what I'd recommend you start with and then use that as a catalyst to say we need to train employees right. and take it from there. Right. Well, Stu, thank you so much for coming in. It was awesome. We learned a lot. Again, his book is Cyber Heist. You can dig deeper into these cybersecurity issues. Um, and we'll be back with you guys next time.